Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for they realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west. Up north to the down south. Not going to lie to you guys. Um, I've got the second foul line pulled up just in case I get riled up again and got to go for a second take because, uh, yeah, I still I still haven't calmed down. But uh, let's move on. Let's work in some Frank Reich sound because the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, for now, met with the media earlier today, and he said Thomas Brown – will not be micromanaged as he transitions into being the Panthers' full-time play caller. With every day, I feel better. You know, I feel great about it. So um, Thomas is ready. We'll, it's, it'll be an organic thing. There's still going to be a lot of collaboration. Thomas is going to be in charge. It's not going to be micromanaged. Um, the staff will contribute like they do, but Thomas will be, you know, his personality, his decision-making will be based on, you know, will be the play-by-play decisions. Uh, you know, what we do as a game plan, game planning process, that will still stay the same as it's been. So with Thomas Brown having, you know, full power over this, I, I didn't expect anything else from Frank Reich. I expected him to give Thomas Brown all of the responsibility they would come together with a game plan coming into the game, but whoever was calling plays at that moment, I didn't think Frank Reich would say, hey, I heavily suggest this play, and then if he didn't do it, he would be reprimanded afterwards. I'd never expected that to come from Frank Reich, and it does seem like we're really going to get the real Thomas Brown with whatever that offense is going to look like against the Houston Texans as long as they're able to fine-tune it. So it starts against Houston, and then we'll get to see what Thomas Brown is all about as the season goes on. I mean, that's the single biggest storyline coming into this game. I mean, whether you want to go with C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young, but also Thomas Brown, what is this offense going to look like? Is it going to be different? I keep saying it over and over again. What are going to be the four to five plays in this game where we see the difference? Uh, with Thomas Brown and what he brings to the table, the expectations are very high at this point. Not that nobody thinks they're going to go out and not that anybody thinks they're going to go out and drop a 40-burger, but uh, people are definitely going to want to see a difference because if you come out and the play calling is in the same vein, then it was a waste of time. And that's going to be the number one thing I'm looking forward to this week. What else you got, Fiddy? If you hear this sound... That's going to be Dave Tepper floating in to do the micromanaging stuff. That's the sound you made when uh, Dave was at the press conference and he floated in to talk off the side. That's right. Does Thomas Brown have to meet with 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 Dave Tepper like like Frank Reich had to do? Or now, since he's no longer calling plays, you know, is, is, is Tepper's meddling going to come to an end? Another cut from Frank Reich. He talked about the uh, the mental and physical state of his quarterback after an 0-6 start in the NFL. Zero question in my mind about Bryce Young's toughness. Um, I didn't question it in the draft process just because of the way he handled himself in his college career. But I can just tell you this, six games into it, physical and mental toughness, he checks that box big time. You know, and I just think that's going to continue to grow and demonstrate itself. I mean, I'm sure he's never experienced anything like an 0-6 start. But the way he's handled that, the resolve and the determination you can see in his eyes and you can feel in his demeanor um, is the way that you would expect uh, someone with his toughness and his competitiveness to handle it. How much pressure does Bryce Young have in this game against the Texans after the bye week? Uh, I think from the outside world, a lot, because I think that, again, you've had the bye week to prepare. you got a new offensive coordinator, but you're going up against your contemporary that is playing awesome football and has his team 
on a winning track. And so I think that for him, you being the top pick of the draft and you going ahead of him, well, that's always going to elicit big opinions from people because you're being outplayed by a guy that was picked under you. And so people are going to question, should said player have been the pick at number one over you? So there's a lot on the line to me for him uh, this week when you talk about a perception Standpoint. Yeah, after the bye for both of these guys, by the way, Houston did not play this weekend either. So both of these players coming in after the bye to see if they can get another win for Houston's sake, just the first win for Carolina's sake. I think you're right, though. And Thomas Brown having this bye week to really prepare the offense for Bryce. Hopefully they can get on the same page right away. And Houston Texans, their defense, it's been very good. And I didn't expect it to be as good as it has been performing. But D'Amico Ryan's your head coach, defensive guy. And what they've been able to do offensively, certainly a surprise, but CJ Stroud only having one interception so far. And it came in this last game. Funny enough, they would actually force a fumble on that interception and they would get the ball right back. So not even an impactful interception, if you will. But we'll see what Bryce Young is able to do against a guy that went second and is on pace to win rookie of the year this year. I mean, even over a guy like Bajan Robinson who was the odds-on favorite because of the success that we've seen from rookie running backs, it's C.J. Stroud that's on pace to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Bryce Young, even if it's not his fault, not anywhere close to winning that award. What else do you have, Fiddy? Well, Walker, you're not you're not wearing a tank top, and you're not I in know, here smoking a cigar it. against all of our wills. I would have gladly gotten secondhand smoke from you smoking a cigar <laughs> after you beat ECU over the weekend. And have you noticed that uh, – salty pirate fan or whatever that dude's text the, that text name is nowhere to be found after talking all that smoke about his bad ecu team yes <laughs> gonna beat your bad charlotte team that did not happen charlotte gets the dub on the road in g vegas and here's what biff Pogey had to say about beating their in-state rival i'm very thankful to god i was praying a lot the kids played great i thought the coaches did great we had a good plan on offense our defense is spectacular you know if we don't fumble the ball down here they don't score uh they don't come close to scoring so i'm very happy with our defense you know brian osborne and the kids on defense and coaches on defense great job i thought mike mike miller did a heck of a job and you know, we got a guy at quarterback now we're going to settle on, and he makes some mistakes, but we'll coach those out of him. And right now he's he's dynamic as heck. And, um, and hey, look, we beat supposedly our in-state rival, right? Got the first uh, win in this series, and it's our the school's first ever American Conference victory. So can't be any better than that. They got a quarterback in Charlotte. He scored. A whopping 10 points on Saturday. Walker <laughs> Mayo, are you back on the bowl train for the 49ers? Mm, yes, sir. I am back on the bowl <laughs> game. I'm back on the bowl train. <sighs> Jalen Jones going to lead us to the promised land after that win against DCU. I told you against Navy is when I wanted to see Charlotte be competitive and win that game. It did not happen. They did not score a single point. So maybe just a little delayed gratification here. Just postpone what I said a week later. And now I'm happy to see Charlotte competing. I don't know if I fully agree with the good plan on offense. I don't know if I fully agree about just how crazy dynamic Jalen Jones is, but I do understand why they're rolling with Jalen Jones the rest of the way. If Ivy isn't able to complete passes at a high rate, then he doesn't bring to you what Jalen Jones does in the run game. And you need to manufacture some yardage, especially if Darrell Robinson is not going to be available 
who is the guy that I thought was going to be the real key to this offensive success if they had any. So I'm happy that they're rolling with Jalen Jones. I'm happy that they got the win. We'll see if they're able to carry any kind of momentum, but clearly offense still a problem defense though defense. It is real. They allowed a couple big plays against Navy here. They played well enough for Charlotte to be able to squeak by with just 10 points. So defense is going to hold them in a lot of these games, Wes, and it's just a matter of whether Jalen Jones can make enough plays at quarterback. Yeah, and a win is a win, but you still got to take away some of these facts. The fact that Jalen Jones has had four games over 60% passing, but his rushing total of 127 yards equaled East Carolina's total offense. Okay, so when you look at it from that perspective, that was the fewest allowed in Charlotte 49ers history. They forced seven three and outs. They forced 20 points in the last two games. And Ayabi, Oki, Anoma, he's got five sacks now, and he's tied for the third most in a single season by 49ers. So there are some positives to take away from this football game uh, for the Charlotte 49ers. You got to be happy for them, and I would have loved to have seen uh, them smoking those cigars because Biff said that everybody, staff, everybody, was going to get a cigar, and he said they were going to smoke the hell out of them like they did on the field against East Carolina. But, man, that was a tough watch uh, to look at that football <laughs> game with, with the lack of offense with these two uh, with these two squads, man. But kudos. They got the win, and hopefully you never know what that will spark in a team changing morale with a victory like that. You know when their next game is? On ESPN2. Okay. Friday, 7.30 kickoff against FAU at home, by the way. All right. Going to be there. Going to be cheering on. If they win that game, I'll remember to bring my cutoff. Are you going to wear the question, though, is because you didn't do it today, are you going to wear a cutoff to the game regardless of how chilly it might be? Because it's going to be a great weekend. We're getting up into the 80s as the weekend comes, so you should be okay. I think you should wear it to the game with the cigar pregame picture. Definitely want to bring that. Yeah, right after the show on Friday. Just go straight to the tailgate, cigar in hand, cut off wearing, ready to go, watching Jalen Jones, who is now my quarterback. Yeah. And then postgame, if they win, another picture with another cigar. Your lungs will probably be done, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, two cigars. Fool, buddy. Uh, that's too much to celebrate. I'm going to be gassed taking all of those photos. That'll do it for the live wire. 